Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton Thompson. If you want to create change in any area of your life, you're in the right place. Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over 100 pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported more than 3,000 women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. Together, we'll break your past patterns and eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and enjoy the journey. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Thanks for coming back to hang out with me today. You're going to be glad that you did. We've got some good stuff to talk about, especially if you're feeling stuck in a rut. Those are words I hear a lot, a lot. We're going to talk about that. Uh, We've got some great questions about powering through when you feel weak about making changes a way of life versus just a temporary thing that you oscillate back and forth between. Um, My thoughts on, somebody wanted to know my thoughts on apparently something new people are doing to lose weight that seems a little bizarre. Um, Lots of things, lots of things, but I want to share with you what we are giving away today. Sorry, my husband just texted me. Um, Our internet is down. And so he's trying to fix it. Anyway, what we're giving away, I thought it would be cool for the next couple months for me to give away two prizes to one winner on every Saturday show. All you have to do to win is leave a review of this podcast on whatever platform you are listening You can do that whether you've done it before or not. Say you've reviewed the show in the past, you can leave a review for a particular episode. And then I see those reviews that come in and I at random pick a winner every Saturday. So two things I'm going to give away today. Today it's my favorite things. And these prize packs, guys, are, these are uh, hefty. This is, this is probably 150, 160 bucks um, worth of stuff. And I pay for it myself. I'm happy to do that. I don't want you to think that these are things that are like sponsored, like some company pays me to give them away. That is not the case. I bought them with my own dollars. Um, Two of my favorite supplements, Relief Plus and Mood Plus. Relief Plus is an all-natural anti-inflammatory, which, you know, inflammation being the starting point of almost all disease known to man, I think it's very important for us to be being proactive about what's happening with regards to inflammation in our body. So that's something I take every day. Mood Plus is an all-natural adaptogen blend, especially as we go into holidays and people tend to be a little more stressed, but also with the time change, at least for a lot of us in the States, we experience the the clocks changing. And so there's less sunlight and that can affect people, a whole combination of factors. Mood Plus is an absolute essential for me. Absolute essential. I take kids' mood as well. I layer them because, you know, I need it. I'll announce the winner at the end of the show. Before we get into your questions, I wanted to talk about this notion of being stuck. 
because I hear that more often than not, that people really believe that they are stuck. And when they say that, it's generally this feeling of I'm in a place that I don't want to be in and I'm trying to get out, but I can't get out. Kind of like metaphorical quicksand. But I tell people all the time that we're not stuck. We can choose our way to a different place. The problem isn't that you're stuck where you are. The problem is that you're not choosing your way to a different place. And one of the big reasons that that happens, that we feel that way, is because we're giving too much energy to where we've been or how we feel about where we've been or where we are. That judgment thing, that disappointment thing, that frustration thing. We have one eye on where we've been or where it's brought us, which means we only have one eye on where we're going, right? If you have one eye on the past or the problem, that means you only have one eye on the solution. So what we have to do is spend dramatically less time and energy on the problem. I mean, this is essentially the essence of Chasing Cupcakes. If you haven't read it, read it. If you need to read it again, read it again. But this is the reason that so many people feel stuck. Because their energy and their attention are on where they've been or where they are instead of where they're going. There's so much judgment and drama and feelings. And look, it takes energy to be that emotional in disappointment, in frustration, in resignation. All of that takes energy, which means there's less available for excitement about where you can be or where you want to go. I probably a hundred times a day remind myself that when I have one eye on the problem, I only have one eye on the solution. And this is in all areas of life. Certainly when I have moments and I look in the mirror and I'm not loving my postpartum body, certainly appreciate it, right? I can absolutely appreciate it and also want it to be different. And we subconsciously, I don't think people are doing it intentionally. I think more often than not, you might not even notice you're doing it. Being in judgment. Not just noticing where you are or where you've been or the choices that you've made, but slipping into judgment. And that takes energy that now you don't have available to apply to the solution, to apply to the change. I pay very close attention to this when I talk to my clients. And honest to God, 80 to 90% of the conversation by default, the things that they share, the things that they say, are about the problem and the past pattern. Not about the commitment they're making today, the changes, the direction they're headed, the goals they're excited about. And that is why we feel stuck. Because often unknowingly, though it certainly can be intentional, 
We're giving our energy and our time and our focus and our emotion to where we've been, to what's behind us. And there is no genuine enthusiasm or excitement about where we can go because we're too busy judging where we've been. Every single one of us could do that. I have a long list of decisions I wish I hadn't made, of time that I wasted where I could have made progress and I didn't, decisions that I could have won and I didn't, but it's all gone. It's all done. It is behind me. Stop looking back. Stop looking back. Because when you're looking back, you're not looking forward and you're giving energy away to something that you cannot change, which is leaving you with less energy for what you have ahead. There's a really big difference between playing to avoid losing and playing to win. And what I mean by that is this thought process of like, I, do, I can't do this again. I don't want to screw up again. I, I can't have another weekend like last weekend. It seems like I do so well all week and then the weekend the wheels fall off the bus or, you know, I have one or two good days and then I feel like I have two or three bad days and I just can't seem to get it together. That is playing to avoid losing. You're trying to avoid something which is completely different than playing to win playing for the joy, the excitement of progress, the thrill of the win. We have to have, for sustainable success, we have to have enthusiasm. We have to be excited about where we're going. And sometimes that fizzles out. I had a really great conversation with somebody in the consistency course not long ago, and she had made some tremendous progress. And then she was in a place where I think a lot of people would describe it as stuck, like I don't think she used that word, but it certainly is the same same way that, that people describe feeling stuck or feeling like they're in a rut. There was just a lack of enthusiasm. And there was a lot of comparing, this is where I was, this is what I had been doing, this is how things had been going, and now I'm here. We want to look forward, and we want to look forward with enthusiasm and excitement and be aware that the time you're spending judging where you've been, judging where you are, in your feelings about how it was or what you did or didn't do, it's taking energy that you need in order to move forward and not feel stuck anymore. I could rant and rave about that. And I probably have on many podcasts and I probably will on many more. But I do want to get to your questions because you've got some really great ones and we've got some exciting stuff to share today. So we are going to dive into that. In fact, I need to pull up my calendar for this next part because somebody asked a bunch of you did a short, simple three-day detox with me in October. We're going to do another one in November. And I was pulling up my calendar to give you the dates November 13th, 14th, 15th. It's a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. November 13th, 14th, 15th. And I'm going to write that down because otherwise I'm going to like be like, what did I say it was? November 13 through 15. We're going to do another three-day detox. I'm going to be talking more about it. I do do it uh, with a combination of dietary changes, not anything crazy, very simple, sustainable dietary changes, and also supplements. Uh, one one supplement that I think for three, uh, it, it literally is a three-day supplement. You buy a little thing and it's 
just three days. So you're not spending money on a 30 day supply that you only use for three days. But I think that it is $24 for that. But if it's your first time purchasing, you can get $10 off. So it ends up being like 14, 15 bucks. Anyway, the reason that that part is important is because the supplements help our body to bind the toxins and also eliminate them, which just changing your diet does not do. So this is a big important part for cleansing toxins, removing toxins, and no, it's not going to have you in the bathroom for three days because if you do that kind of a detox, that's a harsh detox and probably not the best thing for you. This is not that. Um, I personally am too busy to be in the bathroom for three days and I would imagine you are too. So I'm going to put that link in the show description. I will also be sharing more details as we get closer, but mark your calendar, November 13th, 14th, 15th. Make sure you have that reboot pack, um, which again is either $24 or $14, depending on if you can use the coupon or not. Um, make sure that you get that on order because it is the holiday season, as they say, and shipping takes longer. Okay. So somebody who had done the October detox with me asked, A, do you have tips to help with detoxing? And B, what products do you use for household stuff or personal care stuff so that we are not introducing as many toxins? Um, So in terms of tips to help from the dietary standpoint, the biggest one is start culling the crap from your diet now because you don't want, if, if, if this three-day detox represents a huge detour from your normal diet, that's a sign that your normal diet needs some optimizing. So that's where the focus can be before you do anything like a detox. So that looks like um, minimizing processed foods, minimizing sugar, uh, buying products that are organic or meats that are grass-fed or pasture-raised and that sort of thing. But the biggest thing is eliminating or at least minimizing those highly processed foods. That's huge. Huge, huge, huge. And then, of course, there's things like not eating or drinking out of or off of plastic products because that's a huge way that we introduce toxins, Um, glass food storage, glass drinking vessels or steel or things like that that aren't going to put toxins right into, into your body. But the biggest thing is work towards eating more cleanly, consistently, on a regular basis and detox regularly. Once a quarter, three times a year, because we can't have these toxins accumulating in our bodies, hoping that they find their way out and not ever being intentional about it. I mean, especially as we get older, that's just a little crazy. In terms of what products I use for household stuff, personal care stuff, so I've shared many times before that the skincare I use, the uh, oil cleanser, moisturizer is Fatco. I did just add the Dermabiotic Serum to my regimen. I really like it so far, but it's only been a week, two weeks. Um, I don't personally wear makeup. I know that's not the norm for most women. Uh, I used to, but when I started getting my eyelashes done, I stopped wearing mascara and that was the only thing that I did regularly. I'm just not a foundation person, not a blush person. I've never been a lipstick person. So I don't wear makeup, can't help you with that. In terms of household cleaning stuff, 
I really like the brand Nine Elements. So it's the number nine elements. I get it off of Amazon. I use their dish soap for everything uh, in the kitchen, all bottles for the babies, that sort of stuff. And I've really enjoyed it. I haven't tried. They have it's a whole line, um, but the dish soap is the only thing I've used from Nine Elements. But I do plan on trying other things. I have been using Truly Free. I think is I don't I, for some reason it's like slipping my mind what it's actually called. Yeah, Truly Free, uh, which I get from uh, the website Truly Free Home dot com. I don't believe they sell on Amazon. Trulyfreehome.com. That's where I get my laundry detergent and other like laundry laundry treatment things and um, surface cleaners. Trulyfreehome.com. That's where I get that. Not affiliated in any way with um, Nine Elements or Truly Free. Uh, and after many years of using Fatco, they did give me a coupon code that I think is still valid. I think it's Primal, P-R-I-M-A-L. Um, okay. Next question says, how do I find strength when I feel weak? I don't know. And the reason I don't know is because I think it's a very personal thing, but I can tell you what has helped me. And first and foremost, I wrote a book about it. That's what Tools for the Trenches is. Um, that's what that is all about. That is a book I wrote after our daughter Dagny died. And uh, so my my most in-depth thoughts and tools will be in there because that's literally what the book is about. I'm in a season now where I feel a lot of the same kinds of challenges. My girls are still in the NICU. We're going on 100 days almost. Um, and, uh, it's, it's far away from home and it's tough. It's, it's really tough. The biggest thing is, and everybody's different, but what has been very valuable to me is telling myself it's okay to feel weak and I can make great choices when I feel weak. I don't need to feel strong. It's that notion that I wrote about in Tools for the Trenches that the feeling can ride with me, but it doesn't have to drive. So I very often feel overtired. I very often feel at my emotional capacity, which I think a lot of people would call feeling kind of weak, like certainly not feeling strong and robust and capable of taking anything on. And I can still communicate with kindness when I feel that way. I can still make self-care choices that are best for me because I understand logically and objectively what is good for me and what is not good for me. And even if I feel very weak, I can make those choices. That is a fact. That is not an opinion. That is a fact. We all can do that. And if you don't believe me, if I were to say to you, think of the person you love most in the world. If you don't make great choices today, something terrible is going to happen to them. Even though you feel weak, you wouldn't be like, well, gosh, I'm feeling too weak to do that. You know what I mean? Like that just wouldn't happen. The only thing that changes in that scenario is your perspective. So I hear a lot, especially when I share updates of of the twins on social media, like, gosh, you're so strong. You're so strong. You're so strong. And I used to respond and kind of share my thoughts on it. And I don't bother now because it just doesn't really matter. Um, It's okay if people feel that I am strong and I don't necessarily feel that way 
it's almost like we have in glorifying being a strong woman, which is a good thing. Like being a strong woman is a good thing and nobody's denying that. But it's almost like unintentionally many people have taken this this subconscious or conscious belief that then being weak is bad and we should try to be strong. But I think there are just natural fluctuations. And what matters is that we don't use that emotional feeling or sometimes a physical feeling, a physical feeling of just being worn down and kind of at your limit. We use that as a reason to not be accountable to what is best for us or best for other people. To, we don't. We use that as a reason to let ourselves off the hook and not live up to our own values and standards. That's the problem. That's the problem. However, if really you're looking to shift, I don't want to feel weak, I want to feel strong, don't tell me to just feel weak and do it anyway. Gratitude is a huge one for me. And going back to episode, what is it, 904, 905, have many reasons, make them strong, revisit them often. But gratitude always, 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 always grounds me and reinvigorates me. It doesn't mean that I suddenly feel capable of everything that I'm handling. Not at all. But I do think gratitude is a really powerful thing. Okay, this next question's a little vague, um, but that's okay. We'll take a stab at it. How do I make this a way of life? Well, I don't know what this is, but I'm going to pretend that I know. Uh, for the sake of of addressing the question, how do I make this a way of life? With anything, whether it is how do I make practicing a piano every day a way of life, or how do I eat, make eating well a way of life, or how do I make working out regularly or working consistently in my business a way of life, it's having it be a way of life today. And then identifying what you need to do to execute that on a regular basis? How do you make it more convenient to execute that on a regular basis? I believe it begins with specificity. Specificity is something that comes up a lot in the consistency course over and over and over and over again. Because a lot of times we're very general and we're very vague that we need to eat better and we need to exercise more or we need to be healthier. But those are all so general and so vague that it makes it very hard to hit the target and measure progress. So being specific really is a big part of it. But in terms of making it a way of life, if you choose to make it a part of your life today and you implement it in a way that is sustainable because so many people are going about change in a way that they know is not sustainable either because they don't want to sustain it or because it wouldn't be wise to sustain it. They're going about change in a way that they're just going to have to reinvent the wheel to figure out what maintenance looks like. Your pursuit should look like something you're able and willing to do forever. And then you just have to set to work saying, what needs to shift? What do I need to do to set myself up to be more likely to execute this on a regular basis? But ultimately, all you need to worry about is today. And you need to have a process in place to prompt yourself to execute it daily. So I'll give you an example. Eating well is a big priority for me and something that absolutely 
needs to be and is a way of life. But I don't need to try to figure out what that looks like a year from now. I need to figure out what it looks like today and have a process in place to figure it out daily. For me, that looks like making a plan at night for the following day. So tonight, before I go to bed, in my change maker's journal, I'm going to write out what food looks like for tomorrow. Now, do I execute it 100% every day? No. And sometimes that's because I just make the decision to say, I'm going to do something different. And sometimes it's because life happens. And maybe I end up at the hospital longer, or maybe the restaurant I plan to go to is closed, or uh, Chris brings home dinner, or my mom comes by with soup. Those things come up, and that's fine. But I have a process in place that I am willing to execute because it's doable for me. It's doable for me. Okay, last question, and then I'm going to announce the winner of Relief Plus and Mood Plus. How do I become aware and then break away from the limiting beliefs I have about food? The awareness part is the easiest part. First, slow down. Slow down and start to pay attention to how you're making decisions. The way that I have done this, the way that I teach my clients to do this is asking questions. So let me think of an example. Um, All right, I came home today and there was uh, leftover Halloween candy. We didn't do trick-or-treating or or anything like that, but there was a friend that gave us a few bags of candy and it's been sitting uh, on the dining table. And Roman has learned to climb up on the benches at the table. So he climbed up onto the bench and he was emptying out the candy that's in wrappers. He probably thought it was toys. I don't think he even realized it was edible. But he's like emptying it out on the bench in front of me and stacking it and moving it around. And I'm thinking about... There was like a Milky Way. I'm pretty picky about candy, but there was a few things that I was like, I would, I would eat that. And uh, in that moment, I started to ask myself questions like, is it worth it? Or just very simply, how am I thinking about this decision? How am I thinking about this decision? And sometimes I will have just the very basic thought of tastes good or I'm hungry. And then I'll go to the question of, is it worth it? Like if it's worth it, go for it. There's nothing wrong with having an indulgence that you think like, oh my gosh, yes, this is amazing. It's so worth it. And then I'll often ask myself, um, if I, if, if I think that I'm I just want a treat. I just want a sweet thing. I want to reward myself, whatever it is. Is there a way that I can do it where I'll feel really good afterwards? That question, especially when it's like dinner time and I'm like, oh, God, I don't even care. Like whatever, order something. Let's get burgers. Okay. If I'm feeling like I'm tired and I don't have time to cook or if I'm feeling like I just want something that's really indulgent, is there something that's quick that I don't have to cook? Is there something that feels indulgent that I'm going to feel good about afterwards? That choice often leads me to do something like a charcuterie board because I really love that. I think it's delicious. I enjoy eating it. It feels indulgent to me, but it also doesn't make me feel like crap the morning after. I don't feel puffy. I don't feel lethargic. It's more aligned with my goals. So I find that questions are a really great way to both become more aware of your limiting thoughts and also 
break away from them. And that's why Chasing Cupcakes kind of tells the story of how after decades of failing to lose weight, I was able to lose over 100 pounds. And the book includes over 130 questions, something like that, that I use to ask myself in the process. So that's what I would recommend. Okay, the winner of Relief Plus, Mood Plus, Cass Mill 13. If that is your username and wherever you left your review, C A S M I L 1313. Email me, Elizabeth at primalpotential.com. Tell me that you were the winner for episode 1034. I will send you the Relief Plus and the Mood Plus. Make sure you include your mailing address and you have to email me within 60 days of this episode airing uh, just so I make sure to have what you need, what you won on hand. So I'm going to be giving away two things every Saturday during this holiday season. Spread the uh, love and the generosity and make it go, make it spread, right? Everybody be just a little bit more generous than you normally are. Um, all you got to do is leave a review of this show. It means a lot to me. helps a ton. And keep your questions coming. If you've got a question or a topic or something you want to hear about, something I can help with, message me, shoot me an email, DM me on Instagram. You can find me there at Elizabeth Benton. And if you want to join me in the detox in November, get, grab your reboot. Make sure you're in the Primal Potential Facebook group. It's free. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to doing that with a group of you. All right, guys, take care. Talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed it, make sure to take a few seconds to leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening. It not only supports the show in a huge way, but it also automatically enters you into our weekly product giveaway. For more tools, tips, and strategies on creating change, check out my first book, Chasing Cupcakes, and follow me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. Remember, every choice is a chance, and I'll see you next time. Summer camp is a magic place where kids discover who they are because they have the freedom to explore on their own. Why Camp at Horse Thief Reservoir is a sleepaway camp in the heart of Idaho's wilderness. Each summer, campers make friends, build new skills, and learn to love the outdoors through activities like canoeing, archery, zip lining, rock climbing, campfires, and more. Registration for Y Camp at Horse Thief Reservoir is open. Financial assistance is available. Learn more at ycampidaho.org.